everybody. Welcome to the Brush with Brit podcast. I am your host, Brit, and I am super stoked about today's episode. I just had a long day at work, and we all know after a long day, if you're a hygienist, your body can be hurting. That includes your wrists, your hands, your back, your hips. I mean, just about everything can be hurting at some point throughout the day. So understanding our body and what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy and increase the longevity of our careers is so important. Today's episode is going to be strictly about dealing with the stress and the pains of being a dental hygienist. I have a special guest on. Her name is Caitlin, and I am just so excited to hear what she has to say. I want to learn from her. I want to soak up everything she has to say. So if you are a new grad, if you're a new hygienist, if you're a a seasoned hygienist who's been working for a while or maybe you're even just thinking about becoming a hygienist, I think this episode is perfect for you to really hear about what we have to say about our bodies in dental hygiene. It is so important. We know the burnout rate is extremely high in dental hygiene and we have got to learn how to make that better. We want to have long, healthy careers, not only for ourselves, but also for our patients. So get ready, buckle up, get your coffee, get your wine, whatever time of day it is for you, you want to sit down and enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we have Caitlin here. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. I want you to introduce yourself. I am super excited about today's episode. Um, as you saw my story, my my neck was hurting today, so that's why <laughs> I like just want to hear everything you have to say. I'm super excited. So go ahead and tell the listeners who you are. Yeah, I am a dental hygienist of 12 years, now retired dental hygienist, which feels so weird to say. I am a yoga therapist and support dental professionals specifically with feeling better in their bodies, mind, and really maximizing our energy, both in the op and when we leave work and go home. I feel like I need this right now. (laughs) I can't believe you've been practicing for 12 years. That's such a long time. I've barely been practicing a year and a half. (laughs) Yeah, it, well, once I started, I think about six years started to cut back for like three days and I did three days and two days towards the end. But yeah, it's, it's weird at 34 years old to say I'm retired from it, but 12 years as a dental hygienist is, is still a lot. Yeah. I was like looking at everything that you do and I'm super interested and want to hear about like what you specialize. I know you do yoga. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So well, really, my my journey started as a dental hygienist. I was a year in and already started. I was like working five days a week, six days a week, just kind of went all in and started getting pain in multiple areas of my body, which I know a lot of hygienists can resonate with. And started to, well, it finally got to a point that multiple areas of my body were hurting. I knew I wasn't alone in it and started to go to yoga classes and realized that I was feeling a little bit better from just a hot yoga class. But I I started to think about there had to be something out there that could be exactly for the movements that we make and how we sit and, and all of that. So it led me essentially to 
researching like a nut therapeutic yoga, yoga for dental professionals. And there's more out there now than there was, but, um, there, there really wasn't much at the time. So moved, became a certified yoga therapist, started to implement ways to heal my own body, to feel better physically, to bring my body back into alignment essentially, and to learn to move better both in the op and outside of the op when I'm exercising, when I'm in the car, everything. And once I started to heal my own pain and kind of figure out a a formula, I guess, and what worked for me started to work with other people with dental professionals. And I am all about not just ergonomics, although that's super important, but really learning to take care of ourselves because what we do as hygienists, it is physically draining. It can be mentally draining and energetically draining and emotionally. So if we're, we can't find, if we're not finding ways to support ourselves and our being, we get depleted, we get tired, we get run down. And of course that can happen just in life anyway. But what I love teaching people is finding ways for each of us to, to really maximize our health and to feel better. So I use yoga therapy as a way to do that. So learning and teaching people how to move their body, how to become more aware of our body in space, how to be aware of our setup at work or in the car. Um, and, and then using meditation, just mindfulness, simple breathing techniques to reduce stress, to become more present at work, to become more focused and be able to communicate better because when we're in pain, there's so many other, there's so many ripple effects that can happen throughout our mind and leak into our, our job, right. And how we take care of our patients. So when we start to take care of body, mind, and energy for ourselves, I believe we become better hygienists, better leaders for the hygiene and the dental community. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. That was amazing. I was like soaking that all in. I was like, yes, 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 Caitlin. <laughs> it was so good. Um, because just within the year and a half that I've worked, um, like our professors told us it's hard on our bodies, but I don't think that I really understood how much it really takes a toll on you. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've noticed like the most is yeah it's physically draining and I do have like aches and pains here and there but I get like mentally drained if I see like a lot of new patients in one day like it is seriously exhausting and I did not know like nobody told me about that (laughs) same yeah and like you I feel like I really I, I I think there's different schools that have more awareness and education around just ergonomics and taking care of ourselves. But I really didn't pay. It's funny that I do what I do now because I didn't really pay attention to it. I was that person for so long, like hunched over doing the most awkward movements and, and that, yeah, it started for me, it started physically, but most of it was just like stress and anxiety and, and energetically drained. And I didn't really, a lot of it, I believe just wasn't mine. I was like picking up on other people's stuff and I did not, I was a very just sensitive person. Um, so I would leave work and go home and be like, I don't even want to talk to anyone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I haven't really talked about this much, but I very much feel that I'm an empath and that I just pick up people's energy. And when you see eight patients a day, 
I just feel like some days I just go home and like I can't even have music on like I just need to like relax because it's just like like you said like you're picking up everybody else's energy throughout the day and it's like in the dental world too there's a lot of people with anxiety and stresses and so you're just picking that up like the whole time you're at work for like eight hours and it's a lot. Yes. I I believe a lot of hygienists are empaths that are just like sensitive people. That's what makes us good at what we do. But how can we protect ourselves? How can we support ourselves? So we're not bringing all of that with us. It's, it's a journey. It's different for everyone, but yeah, like you said, I I think it, it hits a lot of us more than we realize and more than most careers, most jobs out there. Cause like you said, so many people that come in, either have dental anxiety, they're scared that we end up being like their unloading pad and they just like dump their stuff, which for so long I was like, Oh, I love when my patients vent to me and I still do, but how, how can we support ourselves? So we're not taking all of that in. Cause like you said, eight patients, never mind your coworkers, never mind all the other stuff that's going on. It can be like, just a lot. Yeah, even one of the things that I recently started doing. So in my op, I have like two different lights that usually we just turn both of them on. And I've just been turning one of them on. And that has made a big difference for me. It's so yeah. like, I didn't even realize I like just dimmed it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, this makes a big difference for me. <laughs> yeah. So I and, love and it. patients don't want necessarily a bright light. So if you can work and you feel good in your op, then that's what we need to do. Like, how can we just like that, both in the op, outside of the op, how can we support ourselves to just feel a little bit better? Because yeah, then there's like a whole nother thing. I'm like, there's so much going on in the world in general, and we're being inundated all of the time with this information and feedback and everything, everyone's opinions. And then we add work into it. And yeah, how, how can we just like lessen the load, turn down the light? Yeah play or not play music when you, when you leave work or I got into just playing like instrumental music, just something chill in the background. Yeah. You know, that's actually a really good point because when I first started in dentistry, um, was, uh, pre COVID and Mm. now I became a dental hygienist during COVID. And so that's another added, yeah, it's like another added thing. Um, like you were saying, and I guess you just, don't really realize it until you're in it and it's just like going every single day so a lot pretty much all of like any type of like feedback or conversations that are like about that type of thing I just steer the other way and I did and that has helped me that's helped me a lot because before you know I felt like I had to like comment back but you don't you just say oh yeah yeah, oh yeah 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 and like just just like swerve and (laughs) you know turn that away and like talk about something else um but it's helped a lot because it has been very stressful working during the pandemic and it hasn't stopped it's like obviously still going on um so I haven't really had like any type of relief in that sense because I was in the program um when COVID first started so that was crazy. And then it's just been like nonstop. It just like keeps going. So I think yeah, yeah, it's like the thing that never ends. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of us have, um, I think have definitely felt, um, extra, extra stress because of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so I ended up quitting my job, I gave like a, a six week notice, but we went back 
what, May of 2020, we started working again, I believe is when it was. So I went back, worked a day and pretty much gave my notice. My boss and I were kind of, were pretty much on the same page and and he wasn't surprised. But in that six weeks, it was, it was not very, I mean, of course, during that six weeks, so much was changing with what to wear for PPE. No one really knew what we were doing, but it was, it was a lot more of a load almost on me. So yeah, I, when you were talking about people, patients talking about COVID, or even you get this with just politics in general, or all the stuff, it's like, I would always imagine like turning off a light switch. So I'm like, staying present and like patient with them on the, not on the outside, but like turning a bit of me off. So I wasn't so attached and like, taking their energy on, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. When you started, were you, um, were you just like, it's totally off topic. Were you sitting in just a regular chair or did you have a saddle chair? I was in a regular chair. I was like, I was the girl growing up that my dad was constantly like, Caitlin, put your shoulders back, sit up straight. I, I, I was, I am a fairly tall. I'm five, eight. So I feel like I always slouch. So when I got into hygiene and I was in a bad car accident when I was 16, which didn't help things, but I had awful posture. I was sitting in a crappy chair. I was probably sitting with the worst ergonomics ever um, because I, I was the person, the hygienist that wouldn't want my patient to move. So I would do all these crazy things. And for a while it was fine. I mean, I was 22 when I graduated, so things were okay. But then all of a sudden it was, it caught up to me quite quickly. And then you add, I mean, there's like the physical positioning and posture, but then you add, you know, stress onto that and the tension you're holding in your body and, yeah, I yeah. sat in a regular chair in school and I could not figure out why my hips were hurting so bad. Like, mm-hmm. and then when I started hygiene, I sat in a regular chair for about three months and my hips were just constantly hurting. And I'm 5'8 mm-hmm. as well. And I didn't realize it until I just asked my doctor, like, can we please get a saddle chair? Like, this is just not it. <laughs> and yes. then um, we yeah. got one and you can put them, for some reason, they go like way higher than the regular flat chairs. Mm-hmm. And my hips have felt so much better. I mean, yeah, there's other mm-hmm. things that hurt, but my hip pain is like, completely gone and I just yeah. figured out it was because it was it didn't go high enough the chairs didn't go yep. high enough for the length of my leg yeah legs yep <laughs> yeah we want our, our hips to be a little bit higher than our knees so yeah I had the same problem first working and then that makes you when your hips are the same height as your knees that makes you slouch a bit more it makes it way harder to actually sit up straight yeah so I definitely like like having a saddle chair I feel um, most hygienists are starting to try to like ask for them. And I do know that like sometimes you can get one if you have like a, a doctor's note or something in that sense. But I definitely think it's worth asking your doctors about for like the longevity um, yes. of your career for sure. Cause it, it, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, did you get yours like uh, measured for you or is it a... They're all just standard. Like they're all the same yeah. in the office. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, they go super low and super high. They don't really... I mean, and they're like adjustable, but I don't know how yeah. um, how like specific they get to each clinician if they have like customizable ones. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I, I believe they do if, or, or there's just ones that have like, you know, wider, oh. for, you have wider hips or more narrow. Um, but I love the ones that, yeah, like flip up and back for your pelvis is, yeah. is nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's another thing to think about. Yeah. I, I, and I also at the beginning of my career when I was in a ton of pain, didn't have, I had loops, but they were like really crappy ones and they didn't have a light and the, the light and better loops literally changed, changed the game for me as well. You know what I find so interesting? I had somebody tell me that their program doesn't let them wear loops. What? Yeah. And that was like recent. I couldn't believe that. I was like, what are ours made um, us get it the second semester? Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Ours didn't require, but that seems archaic. <laughs> I'm, and like, mean. I'm like, I don't get the point of that. Like, yeah. and then you're going to what, get out into the real world and then get them. And then you're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I didn't have mine for the, I think first year in clinic and I don't have the best eyesight. I wear contacts all the time. And when I got loops, I was like, wait, what? I can see all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah it was game changer. Yeah. Even when I, um, so when we started on the type we didn't have loops. Um, it was, okay. it wasn't until we got onto our like live patients in the second semester. But then once I saw it, I was like, Oh, now I can see why my explorer was like jabbing the gums and like <laughs> not contoured to the tooth correctly. Like now that I can actually see it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it loops should be a non-negotiable for hygienists. Yeah, most definitely. And then like I have 2.5 magnification. I'm not I'm not sure what you had, but I almost wish I would have like tried um like the more magnified ones, like a three Mm -hmm. or something. I know. I think I I ended up selling mine, which now I regret, but uh, I think mine were 2.5 as well. Yeah. Our, for whatever reason, our program wanted us to get 2.5, but, um, I was looking into, I don't know if you've seen them, the new like design for vision or like Lumident, um, mm-hmm. like the ergoprisms. Yes. And so I was like looking at those and, um, they were showing me the more magnified ones and I was like, wow, I don't, I think I want to like get some of these and get a more like magnifying um, version, but those definitely feel like they would make a huge impact on your ergonomics. Yes, absolutely. I really like the, I really like Lumident, the the company, the ergo prisms I've, I've connected with some of their sales reps and they just seem really great. Did you actually try them on or have you used them at all? Mm-mm. No, not yet. Yeah, I haven't. I tried the design for vision ones, but I haven't tried the Lumident. Um, but I definitely want to because I put those on. And I was like, wow, my my neck is straight. <laughs> yeah, which is a game changer because any if your neck and head is just a little bit forward, that's adds so much pressure pressure to your spine, your back, everything. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about like your yoga. Um, you do like classes and stuff, or what? What exactly? Yeah, do you do? so. The kind of yoga that I do is is very different than what a lot of people think about yoga f- with. Um, I describe it as almost physical therapy meets yoga. So it's using a lot of really, I'd say, basic yoga moves, but starting to move in ways to stretch the body, obviously, to release tension in the joints and the muscles, to improve mobility, but then really focusing on, an, in addition, strengthening and creating stabilization, but in a way that's not 
as much weight bearing, especially on our wrists, on our hands, which as hygienists is a, a huge concern for a lot of us. Um, so yeah, I create, I actually have um, a monthly membership, a yoga therapy membership program, um, where right now actually we're doing an eight week yoga for a healthy back class series, but there's a, a hub of like 150 classes that are all therapeutic. Actually, a lot of them were designed specifically for hygienists um, in all different levels, like really basic beginner teaching you different movements to a little bit more advanced and in, in strength building. Um, and then I'm actually opening a coaching program, a yoga and coaching program for hygienists to really teach people ergonomics, posture, different tools through yoga to, to really feel better in our bodies, but also getting into practices for stress, for overwhelm and maximize, like we said before, maximizing our energy. And so I'll be creating ergonomic trainings every week and classes every week designed just for hygienists and what we do. So. And is this something that like you would recommend how many times like per week or, or is it something that you can just like log into and do on your own when you're off of work or how does it work? Yeah. So my, my monthly membership program aligned is you can log in whenever it's pretty much 24 seven access to the hub of classes. There's new classes delivered to you every week and they all range from like, actually when you log into the website, there's like super quick, short classes. There's like a little bit longer, like 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then longer classes as well. Um, and then I actually have a whole section for just office yoga. So things you can do in the op, which is really nice. Um, for hygienists, I, I honestly recommend taking micro stretching breaks throughout the day. So like, how can you stretch when the doctor's in your op, when you're doing your notes, when, you know, your patient's checking their phone for the fifth time and you can do a little neck stretch. So I'm really a firm believer in micro stretches throughout the day. And then, I mean, it would be ideal if we could all take an hour to do yoga every day, but that's not realistic. So even if we're doing like 10, 15 minutes of stretching, whether it's in your bed or when you get home. And I remember so many times I just like crawl onto the ground and right in front of the TV and just do some stretches that were really easy, but just to release a lot of that tension and not even that just to, to recenter, to connect, kind of come back to my own to reset for the next day. I love that because I have a, a friend, um, Emma Talks Teeth. She's in Australia and she, so her hygiene, like she has assisted hygiene and she <laughs> has like, she has time to like do some stretches and she'll like post about it. I'm like, holy moly, I do not have time for that. Like, no. so just like the way you talk about, um, like doing something when the doctor's doing an exam or something like that. Like, I definitely need to think about that because there's little moments where I could take just to like, do like you were saying a neck stretch or stretching your wrists or something, you know, the littlest mm -hmm. things will make the biggest difference. Um, or yeah. even like waiting for your patient to like show up for their appointment. You know, there, exactly. there is like little areas of time. They're small, yeah. but they're there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all you need sometimes is three breaths, five breaths to just feel better and kind of reset just a little bit and keep going with your day. I even honestly struggled with having time to drink water and go to the bathroom when mm -hmm. I first, when I first started. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, no, I'm going to take 
this yeah. second to take a drink of water. And if I need to go to the bathroom, then I'm going to go to the bathroom. Even if it takes me a couple minutes, like that's what I'm going to do. Because before I would just struggle. I would either be super dehydrated or hydrated and need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, same, such, it was so here. hard. Yeah. And, and that's neither of those that like big wide range, neither of those are good for our bodies. That's adding stress on our body. We're like, not if we're thinking about having to go to the bathroom five times in an appointment, it definitely takes away from our focus, our concentration with our patient too. So I got to the same point once I started to like take care of myself and feel better. I'm like, I, I mean, there's sometimes of course that we do have to hold it a little yeah. bit when it comes to peeing or we can't drink water, but within reason, I will absolutely go get my patient two minutes late if I really have to go to the bathroom and I know that my body needs it and I will be able to focus and, and really be present with my patient because the time that you can almost make up by being present and by being focused, it, it, at it, you know, comes back to it. Yeah. yeah, that definitely makes so much sense. And I feel like it makes a huge difference. Like you said, because if you're in the op and you're just thinking about going to the bathroom, you're not thinking about as your patient as much as you should be. So it definitely is worth taking the time. Um, so yeah. I've definitely made that a lot, a lot better than when I first started. Cause when I first started, I was like, holy, holy moly. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how, to, how anybody does this, you know, like <laughs> you think you have one, like, okay, you get an hour, you hopefully get an hour for a profi. And so they don't schedule breaks for you in between no. that it's back to back hour, one hour appointment. So you have to work it in yourself and, and yeah. figure out your own schedule so that you're not hurting yourself and holding it for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like it's harder for all new hygienists because we're, we're getting in the swing of things. Maybe we're new to an office and if it, it, it definitely takes time, but if you can prioritize your health and your body as you're learning, it's yeah, much better and, and creating better, healthier habits for yourself to build off of, to, to have a long lasting career. Cause otherwise we get burned out. If we're like, can't pee, can't drink water, can't stretch it, can't take care of ourselves for years on end. That's, that's going to drain our system. Yeah. We all know the burnout is extremely high in hygiene and I think we yeah. find out pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Why, why I, I feel that? like I hit burnout in year five and that's when I really like, I say like hit rock bottom and really started to take care of myself and prioritize maybe year four. I don't even know. Wow. It was pretty early on, but I, I was the worst. Like it's, it's hilarious that I do what I do now. And I'm so passionate about it because I did, I, I was awful. I was like the poster child for bad ergonomics, bad self-care, bad posture, anxious, like stressed and empathetic and wanting to take care of, I don't know. It was a recipe for disaster, but I, it also allowed me to learn all of these tools to then become like when I started doing yoga, when I started prioritizing my health and always I became a better hygienist. Like my patients got better care. I know it. Um, I definitely became a better communicator. I was able to communicate better with my doctor. I almost became like the liaison between my doctor and the rest of the team. Um, I really just became a leader in, in our hygiene, in our office, which was really cool, especially to see me at the beginning was like the complete opposite. Yeah. I definitely fall into the, um, when you were saying earlier about how you don't want to make your patient move, 
I definitely fall into that a lot because mm -hmm. you don't want to make them feel like annoyed with you because you're constantly saying move left, move right, chin up, chin down, or mm -hmm. even moving the chair. Even like yeah. adjusting the chair, I'm like, oh gosh, there's going to be this, this silence for like five seconds while the chair <laughs> is moving back. What are we going to do? You know, so it happens. It's so true. And you just, you have to do it for yourself in order to be yeah. a better hygienist and be there for your patient, regardless of the awkward silence. Like I, I literally have to force myself to do it. I yeah. have to be like, I'm so glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's okay. We're moving the chair and I'm just like, all right, gonna, gonna adjust the chair here. And then I just like, yeah. And of course there's people that will care. There's people that will make comments, but for the most part, people are not going to leave and be like, my hygienist made me lift my chin and tilt my head more unless you're, you know, forcing them into like the most uncomfortable positions, but that's not necessary. And they're not going, they're, they're going to get more upset by you obviously like hurting them or the explorer and the gums. And yeah. they obviously would if you just had them turn their head to the left, you know, a little bit or the right and up and down. It's, it's funny that we almost like make up these stories in our head that it's going to be this big deal. And it's not. And it's not. Yeah. And I have to, so like if I ask a patient to move, um, can you turn your head to the right? And they barely move their head. I start saying, okay, move it all the way to the right. That's how I do yeah. it now so that they actually get it, like move all the way. And then, or I'll say, not just your eyes, like, you know, move your whole head. I know. Cause you do get that. <laughs> yeah. So it, I mean, I don't feel like they really taught that too much in, in school. Mm -hmm. Um, so you come across that a lot, especially cause you have to move each patient within the hour. Yeah. So it ends up being a lot of movement. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I got to the point where I would, because everyone's move to the left is going to be different. Like you said, sometimes it's like their eyes move and then sometimes their whole face moves completely the opposite direction or yeah, moves to the right usually when you say left. So I would get in the habit of just like a super gentle touch on one side, almost like a guide with one hand and wick to like use my other hand to like stop them. So it was like exactly yes. where I wanted them to be. And it, you can do it gentle. You can do it nice. You don't have to. I rarely got any slack from from any patients even though I avoided it for so long and thought I would yeah I I work with um quite a few hygienists and I've seen some of the ones that have more experience do that um mm -hmm. I've done it a few times but I'm still working up the courage to to do it more often but um you know there's that hesitation of like you don't want to move the patient like that like you don't want to like grab their face but i've done it and it's fine and like yeah. you said yeah we'll it's make not like you're forcing them yeah you're not forcing i usually it. go with their momentum mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. go with their <laughs> momentum and you'll be fine i need to start implementing that definitely more <laughs> yeah yeah that and micro breaks for sure and then um, do you use any type of like foam roller or like a massage gun or anything like that? I don't use a massage gun. I actually used a massage gun for the first time this weekend, but I do, I have a foam roller I use. It's really a, a pretty basic pro source fit, I believe is the brand um, foam roller. And then I'm a huge advocate of using tennis balls, especially around the neck, like getting a yoga block and using a tennis ball behind the back of your neck to get the muscles on the, yeah, like the traps, but then up by like the base of the skull that get really tight. And then 
all around the shoulders, shoulder blades, up and down the spine, low back, hips, and glute area. It is, if, if you're super tender, it can be intense, but like the good kind of intense that you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I just took off like 10 layers. So I, I use typically tennis balls more than I will a foam roller. Yeah, I, I have both. Um, and I also will do massages with um, the cupping. I don't know mm. if you've had that done before mm -hmm. because I have some pretty significant knots in my upper back that I've had even, even prior to becoming a hygienist. Um, yeah. So that has helped, but they definitely are still like present. Yeah. I, I, at the end when I was feeling really good, I forget how often I was going, but I was getting massage regularly. I was getting acupuncture like once every two months that was more just like relaxing um and then tennis balls I, I like to say daily but that's not really accurate um but as as often as I can multiple times a week ideally and then stretching and that was that was like the good balance for me how did you feel about the acupuncture because I've been thinking about trying it I I love it I don't really use it for I guess I've, I've gone in there a few times and had specific areas of pain, but I, I more so use it. It's like really calming and relaxing for me. Um, and I definitely use it around my cycle when like right around my, my period starting, it definitely helps with low back pain with inflammation for me. Okay. And just overall, I, I just feel like a, I relax so deeply when I'm there. And then when I leave, I feel rejuvenated. And what about um, like chiropractor? Did you do any of that? I I did actually, and it helped a lot. I have a lot of feelings on this. I went to an amazing chiropractor. I'm very picky about any practitioner that I go to, but especially a chiropractor. Um, I had someone that was really amazing, but I was in a car accident when I was 16 and I like flipped my car, hit a tree, hit black ice. It was like, I, I actually ended up only breaking my nose and getting a mild concussion, but my body was like completely out of balance. Um, my one hip was a lot higher and then one shoulder was a lot more forward and I had almost no curvature in my neck. So finally I just decided to go and get a consultation and seeing the x-rays, it was almost like, I can't, not do like I actually ended up getting second opinions and going back to the first person because I trusted them but I just wanted to make sure because I I just felt nervous about a chiropractor um and I probably went for a year straight to realign myself um and then I would go every I think it was a month and then two months and then once a quarter um more so as maintenance I I think that getting a good chiropractor and getting finding the right chiropractor for you and your needs is very val it can be very very valuable. I see a lot of people fall into the trap like we we do with a lot of things that we think it's gonna be the one thing or the only thing to help us. And if we think about it, they're they're moving our bones, but if we're not doing anything to support the muscles and maintain the health of the muscles, the bones will go back to the position and, and vice versa, really. But yeah, I know I know a few hygienists who will do it every so often but it's not something like I don't think I've had anybody tell me that they go 
like all the time or anything. It's, I guess, more massages than anything that I hear. Yeah. Um, I, I have seen a lot of people get, a lot of hygienists get great results with chiropractic and I've also heard the opposite. So like I said, I think it's, it's different for everybody. It, it depends on what's going on in your body. Um, what chiropractor you find, there's some that do like extremely gentle and minimal adjustments, like min- minimal physical adjustments. Um, and then there's some that of course go in and, and you, you, you go in and you get out quick. So yeah, I, I think it can be helpful for specific people, but, um, yeah, there's not a ton of people that do it though. And how do you feel about how many days you should work mm. as a hygienist? Ah, coming from the girl that was like an overachiever and like I, I graduated hygiene school. And like I said, I worked six days a week to pay off my loans like a crazy person. And then on top of that, I went back to my old job that I did before I graduated, which was Panera Bread. And I worked like two shifts at Panera Bread like. I was making less than I would in those shifts, like than I did in an hour. I was like, and I had to drive like 30 minutes to go work there. Yeah. So that didn't last long. But um, when I was working six days a week, I mean, I I was younger. So I, I think I just did have more energy, but it, it was draining. I think it depends on each person. I think it depends on the office that you're in. I think it depends on the patients that you're seeing. But for me, even four days was, was, was a lot until I found myself, you know, more balanced and was taking care of myself. Three days was ideal for me. I said, I also, that was easier for me because I had kind of a, a side project and I, I was doing something else. Um, I know that's not available. I don't know what I would do if I just did nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, we have a, like, when I graduated, there were a lot of girls, you know, you want to do five days because you're like, heck yeah, like, about to get this money, like, it's going to be a good income, like, let's get it, you know, and I feel like a lot of that did not last very long for for any of my friends from hygiene school. Um, I'm actually working right now just to help cover maternity leave. I'm doing every other week. Um, is five days and then I do four days mm-hmm. um, on the other ones and it is like it makes such a big difference um, for me but I just think that like for longevity wise I don't think I could do five days a week for very long it's so hard yeah. it's so yeah. draining um, so I do like four days right now just so that I still feel like I'm getting a good amount of income, um, but also having three days off. But I can tell you a lot of hygienists um, that I work with, they love the three-day schedule. We even mm-hmm. have a hygienist who works one day, and she is so dang happy. Like She, <laughs> she loves working her one day of hygiene, and she's just like, she's been a hygienist for a really long time, and she's just so cute. She's so happy. I'm like, that's the life right there. Like, she's like, I get to do what I love, like this one day a week and the rest, she's like, has her kids and stuff. It's just like Mm -hmm. so cute. But then there's other ones who work three days and they're, they're happy with that too, you know, still, still making a good income. Um, but also getting four days off. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's what's, what is great about our, career. I mean, of course it would be nice to have that full-time gig and be able to get all the benefits, but it is nice that 
in so many locations, we are blessed with the opportunity to do two days or three days or four days or one day if we want. Yeah. And you also have to take into consideration how many patients you're seeing, because I know some Mm -hmm. offices will have you do, um, what is it called? Like double hygiene or something like that, where like you have two columns of hygiene and I attempt before and I cannot, I can't do it. I can't handle it. I can't handle the amount of notes that you have to do on top of like just trying to do all the patient care. I don't know how hygienists do it. It's not for me. Yeah, I felt the same way. It was very hard for me to be present with each patient because it was so fast paced and there's still the same amount of records that you're taking and information that you're putting into their chart. So it's like, yeah, it, it was not for me either. <laughs> yeah, I because like with my notes, I feel like I am so writing you know New York's bestseller every time I'm writing the patient's notes so I don't know seeing that many patients is so hard like even so I feel like my times um for my patients are are fair and Mm -hmm. there's times where you know I might may get behind on notes and then I try to think back to the patient and it's hard to recall like that happens so Mm -hmm. often if I don't like take my notes then and there there can be times where you're like oh shoot what happened again and then you're like trying to play it back in your head just to write your notes yes yeah yeah so I definitely think it's important to make sure you're finding an office that gives you a fair amount of time for for each patient um because it it wears on you over time yeah I I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Um, With like working out and stuff like that, like with exercise, did you implement any of that? Because like for me, I only really will work out on like the weekends and my one day off. But during the week, I do not like if I'm working, I'm not going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel like I've gone through different phases, different seasons they're, they're, I've always been fairly active. So sometimes it would be a walk. I, I, most of the time during my work days, it was a walk, a very gentle run. And I'll use that very lightly. It would be like a half a mile, I feel like, but just to like move my body and, and get some, you know, get the blood flowing. Um, and then most of it was yoga. And, and that really was actually what I did for, many years, I would say. Once I started to get stronger, to get better posture, to not have the pain, then I started to implement like more workouts, more, I'll air quote, strength, strengthening practices, strengthening like exercises. But anytime I would do it before when I was like out of alignment, my shoulder was forward, I'd end up in more pain after I did it. So um, yeah, working all, unless I did it in the morning or like got home and ran out the door to go for a run or go for a walk or do yoga, it usually didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Um, yeah. What would your recommendations be for dealing with like the stress of working in a dental office and just the everyday like go, go, go with your coworkers, with patients, mm-hmm. with the flow of an office, um, everything that we deal with? on like a daily basis? Yeah, I, 
I think it comes back to, again, like what I said before, of taking care of yourself. Um, so your, your physical body, and then how can you take care of yourself mentally? Um, for the first part of my career, I did not. I was, again, anxious. I was stressed. And once I learned different tools, like simple breathing practices, simple forms of meditation that like, you know, don't, you don't have to sit there cross-legged for 20 minutes every day. You can take three deep breaths or five, you know, a breathing exercise for five seconds. And, and it really can change how you feel and your stress response. Um, I, I definitely would say like what changed the game for me and I recommend for a lot of people is how you start and how you end your day outside of work. So when you're going to bed, how are you taking care of yourself to kind of like let everything go so you become and you feel more refreshed in the morning? And then how can you start your day? whether it's just moving, whether it's, you know, doing three stretches in bed or taking five deep breaths or thinking about what you're grateful for or connecting to a goal of yours. How can you start your day with, with better energy, with more fresh energy so that when you go to work, cause you know, those days that you're just stressed or overwhelmed, your body's aching, you're, you know, anxious. And, and then you get like the nasty patients, you're, Coworkers are being mean to you. It feels like, like there's all the things. So I think when we can start our day from a centered place, from feeling balanced, it's easier to not get caught up in all of the stress and overwhelm and be able to pivot and go with the flow more. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I love that. I started reading this book. I'm not sure if you've read it. It's called Think Like a Monk. Mm -hmm. I'm actually listening to that on Audible right now. (laughs) Me too. That's what I'm listening to. That's so funny. Yeah. So I've been listening to it on my way to work and it's made me like catch my little negative thoughts that I have even Mm -hmm. when in the op. And I find it so interesting. I'm just like, oh my gosh, why did I think that? That's so like, I need to switch that or it'll be something small. Like, oh, I have to grab the suction again or like, you know, something like that. It's those little things that we think about. And it's just like, why did I think that negative thought? Like, it's okay. Like grab the suction. Like you don't have to be so mad about it. Yeah. (laughs) Little stuff like that. Myself getting so like offended by so many things at the beginning of my career, whether it was something a patient said or the way they said it or the way a coworker said something or your boss and doctor responded in the exam, I'd get like butt hurt. And then I'd let that carry throughout the day. So like every other little trigger, it was just like, I'm like grinding my teeth thinking about it. Uh, it got worse and worse. So once I started to take deep breaths between patients, just like even just those simple, like we talked about taking those micro stretching breaks that helps to kind of clear your, your energy, bring your nervous system back into a sense of balance. So you're not in the fight or flight mode. You're just more present, more in a a state of, well, it's rest and digest, but more in a state of just calm presence, um, that changed the game for me. And, and I, I wouldn't, not only would I not get as offended and butthurt at everything, but I actually was from that place was able to communicate better with my coworkers or with the patient. And it ended up being like an, an edge. And I was able to grow instead of just sitting in my, my madness. 
Yeah, I remember one of the things that he talked about in the book was that your breath is always with you from the moment you're born. So then there were like little moments. I just started listening to this like last week's and when I'm like in the op because I feel like anxiety with little things. It could be mm-hmm. like I'm trying to get my XCP rings ready and the patient's <laughs> waiting, you know? I mean, that's how I seriously feel. Like I'm trying to get these rings ready and like the patient's waiting for me and they're probably just like, what the heck is she doing back there? So mm-hmm. like little stuff like that, I, I start to feel that way. And then I just remember like, just take a breath. It's fine. They're not even thinking about you. Like, Yeah, just, they're thinking about their laundry list or yeah, work. Like, <laughs> like, just get it ready. Like, take a breath. It's fine. And it's actually been really helping me. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, turn down my lights a little bit. Breathe a little bit. Look at you. <laughs> I'm trying. And it's It's crazy how simple, like, paying attention to your breath and slowing your breath down can literally shift pain can can shift your stress anxiety and just again allow you to feel more present and that's what we all need just in all of our relationships but as hygienists as well yeah well thank you so much for being on my podcast I loved this conversation and it was just (laughs) just so good and I'm excited for all of the listeners to hear it and just be able to grow from it and you need to also tell them your handle on Instagram so that they can follow you and get on all your stuff yeah come check me out it is underscore it's just my name so underscore caitlin parsons caitlin with the c um and then my website is also caitlinparsons.com i have a bunch of freebies by the way on my website i have uh, a chair side guide for hygienists that gives you some stretches that you can print out at work i have a couple yoga classes a healthy back master class so if you're looking for the goods I've got them. <laughs> Yay. And I'll definitely make sure to um, link your information in the description of the podcast as well. And then also I'll be like tagging it on like my Instagram and everything too. So everybody can find it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you and I hope to be able to grow from you and just be a better hygienist just like you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for bringing me on. (laughs) All right, guys, make sure to follow her. And you guys know my handle is Brush with Brit. That's where you're going to find all the info. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.